two, three, four. In this podcast, you will be here. Knights of Vader, Knights of Vader. Includes, but is not limited to talk of Star Wars, not Reagans. We can't truly prepare for the junk that follows this song, but hey, we give it a try. So here's the Knights of Vader. They are divided For equal sequel Hate and love they fight it I know that we are just musicians hired And their time is up So here's the Knights of Vader Impressive Most impressive A big thank you to An Inspiriority Complex for providing our theme song. It is November 8th, 2020. My name is Zach Weber and joining me is... No longer living in sin, professional podcast host Zanger. Yes, me and Ellie from the Zingness podcast and from my real life um, are officially married now. So we, we are officially husband and wife in the eyes of our um, state and I guess God. I so guess let's God. Go with that. <laughs> uh, let's go with that. And, and, got- and to celebrate the, the occasion, um, Lego, why well, I mean, this this happened a little bit beforehand, but Lego decided to show off the fact that they're doing a holiday special, which I have mixed opinions about from just watching. Is that out so, yet? No, oh, the trailer. It comes out on the 17th. Okay. Well, I'm I to saw the trailer, that so I'm like, well, I, I have to watch this both for this show and because my kids will probably love to watch it like 15 times. So Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll, get, we'll get to that in due time. We'll cross I'm trying to just stop from talking about this episode because, um, yeah. Okay. But All I right. am using my baby Yoda TARDIS, so, I mean, because he was heavily in this episode, ba- so I got ba- my... Ba- baby Yoda TARDIS? Like, it's the TARDIS Tardis. from Doctor Who, Tardis. but, no, but you go Tardis. inside of it and it goes through in dimensions in time? Yes, that's that's what actually that little egg thing is. He flies the, the Dr. Robotnik machine. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Um, all right, we're talking about episode 10 or chapter 10. Oh, God, we're falling. In, I'm falling into old habits. Chapter 10, The Passenger. Um, it's just Zenger and I. So, you're, so it's back to the good old days, back to uh, Zenger and I talking about the Rise of Skywalker novelization. Um, <laughs> um, oh, God, remember Zenger? Remember that from like the distant, distant past of like what? six months ago. Oh my God. Remember when we read that six months ago? I I feel I was talking to somebody about Star Wars stuff and they were talking about something. I'm like, well, the novelization actually explains it better. And they're stared at me like, how do you know that? So I've, I've been now burdened with the truth of what this, of what all, of all knowledge now. Zenger, remember when the Rise of Skywalker came out a year ago? Remember that? Like that feels like it was an eternity ago. Remember, remember that and being like, "Oh man!" And then like, like all that happened, and now it's like, "Oh, oh." That was like, only that, a year ago. That was technically less than a year ago. That's the strangest part of all this. Like I think about the Rise of Skywalker. I'm like, "Oh, that happened a couple years that ago." Was decades ago now. It does. Like Disney Plus isn't even a year old at this point. Like that's the strange thing about all this. Nothing, nothing makes sense anymore. Time is somehow like elongated. I, I can't take the decade that is 2020. Not the 2020s, just the decade that is the year 2020. <laughs> a single year has never felt so long. Oh. Um, yeah, everything's miserable. Everything sucks. Um, but yes, the passenger Zenger. You sent me a text message a couple of days ago. 
um, saying, I might agree with you about this show. Uh, do you care no, to... No, just no? this episode. Just this episode. Not the entire <laughs> show. It wasn't... They, they ruined everything. Throw it away. It was just this episode. This episode. So, Zenger, why do you feel this episode uh, aligns with what my general thoughts on this show? I didn't say it bring the, brought it down. It's just, it's just such a non-episode, in my opinion. And why it, is that? It, it's... <sighs> Is the weird frog lizard person neat? I guess. Is it cool to see them do their own um, aliens? Yes. Does this do anything? No. This is this is a transition episode. There's there's something interesting that happened before it, and there'll be something interesting that happens next week. But this is we got to get certain people to certain places and establish stuff. So. That's how I felt this episode was. It was very just kind of just twiddling your thumbs and everything was in time. focus. Everything was in focus. Everything was in focus. That that's what I mean. It was kind of just like it, it, everything was in focus. There's really not much more to say. It's kind of just a boilerplate episode. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it is. It, it just I was about to say no. Everything wasn't in focus, but I'm like, oh wait, he's talking about like the actual thing, not like me watching it when no. the camera. Even though this does have one of my favorite types of shots that they use in this stuff, that like handy looks like it's being shot from like when when the tie not tie fighters when the X wings were chasing the Razor Crest, it was like that like out of focus, like moving handy cam. I I don't know for some reason I love that and stuff like this. Mm. I I love that type of shooting for some reason. I think it's cool. It gives it a little bit of, but I mean I I wasn't very invested in this. This creature, I, I kind of felt like Mandalorian. I, I just got to get through this, and uh, Baby Yoda's like just destroying an entire like population. Ba- I mean, species. Baby Yoda's committing ge- is low key committing genocide in this episode. And, and the worst you do is just tell him no. Like that, <laughs> that, that is that is the extent of what um, Mando's doing is being like, no, stop it, no. And Knock it gonna, off! No, no eating a finite amount of a creature's existence. Yeah, so I, I, I like, like I said, I just was not like super like this is awesome. I was just sort of like, meh. Okay, like, okay. In, in the good old tradition of Knights of Vader, when the what the conventional wisdom is, everybody does not like an episode. Zach kind of like this. Damn. I okay in the first. I'm sure you know that. Like I wake up at like I deliberately wake up at 3 a.m. every Friday to watch one of these. Like when they aired brand new now. So I like I may be in a somewhat delirious state when I'm watching them for the first time. I agree. I agree but, with that statement. But I like how the episode begins where you have like you, you see like Mandalorian and he's like riding away from the like. From the whatever we called crate dragon, and we see the bunch of like the aliens. I don't even know what to call them scavengers. I don't think they're bounty hunters. I, they, I feel like they are though because they kept saying get the child. Sure, what it doesn't matter. Um, and I love that like they're basically doing just like a, a rope pinned by sand, and when he gets it too close, they're gonna like pull it taunt. Like I was laughing so hard at just how schlocky and just low tech that was. Like that, I, I just found that hilarious. That like in the Star Wars, you have all these like elaborate things and plans that take place. You just have like three jerks in the middle of the desert, and they have a rope that they tie up. They're like, "Oh man!" And I like for the most part that like 
considering how low tech the plan is, they do get to jump on the Mandalorian. I, I absolutely love that. Um, but then like, I, it was, it's that whole like opening sequence is just like schlock to no end. And it delighted me. Cause then like you have him like, yeah, they, like he, he kills them all except for the little one, which is like, I I'm pretty sure one of the, creatures that we see in Jakku and the force awakens and similar species or everyone call it. I don't know what it's called off the top of my head. And I, it wants the jet pack. And the whole time I'm like, Oh boy, this is a fun payoff. Cause obviously we know what the jet pack can do. And the fact that he can control it remotely. And obviously he trades baby Yoda for the jet pack. And the little thing goes like scampering off, just kind of like wa- like fast waddling away. Exactly, like, like the things like delight thinking that got like this great deal, and like you're just waiting for the proverbial like shoe to drop, and then like, the, like he hits a little like control on his wrist gauntlet, goes flying in the air, and then just you can tell you, you can hear the the rocket or the end where you want to call it the jetpack going, and it just the sound ceases, and you wait, and you hear this body just comes like crashing down to the ground as the jetpack slowly descends, and then just turns off like so gently. And then, like, I baby, like the new character of the jetpack. I am I am on board with the character of Jetpack. He's my new favorite character. Or she. Or she, yes. We don't want to uh, misgen yeah. we don't want to misgender the jetpack. Yeah. Um and then like baby Yoda just slowly looks up at him. And this is where I don't think Pedro Pascal gets enough credit, but like the physical acting of him where he just like, yeah. like baby Yoda looks up at him and keep in mind he's not acting against anything. He's just basically being directed to do this. And he just sits there just like like Oh God, he's able to just maneuver his body so well in that armor where he just kind of casually just like, kind of like not Shrug. nod, but shrugs. Yeah. He's just kind of like, and we cut to credits and I'm like, that's great. Again, it's so schlocky and goofy, but like, that's what I want in star Wars. Like that's what star Wars is missing. Just how kind of like, again, star Wars can be very like intentionally low key dumb Again, again, intentionally being the key word there. I was nothing short of delighted by that. I'm like, okay, this is yes. what I want. Yes, the the opening part was great. I I, I love that. I everything about that, I was great. Like, I, you know, we're gonna go through the episode, so I'll, I'll tell you the point where I was like, um, huh. and then I got back on board for a little bit, and then I just went back up. Uh, I'm sure the listeners at home will know when exactly that happens. Well, sure, because um, the episode take goes into a little bit of a rut for a while. Um, but like even after that, where he goes back to the Mos Eisley Cantina, because of course we have to, we're, we're going to get every single penny out of that set after they built it. Um, I just wonder if that set was built for Solo. I just wonder if that was built for Solo and they just never got to it. I, I, it's one of those things where there's no way they built that set. I'm guessing it has. It's there also for the Kenobi series. Um, or the. the um... The recently announced uh, Boba Fett series. Is that officially announced, or is this like know. I don't know. I, I'm, but, I'm trying to stay away from rumors. But if it is, I think we're going to get maybe a reason why he walked away, like why he didn't go and why he wasn't no longer a Mandalorian because he's not actually Mandalorian. Yeah, uh, <laughs> um, I again, but, but they, I really think they've ruined Boba Fett at this point. I think the character, but if again, if you, I think they're they're doing everything in their power to ruin Boba Fett and to kind of just like lower his coolness in the Star Wars universe. But that's, I would imagine that's gonna be a theme of the season. Um, that's a topic for yeah. another day. Um, uh, but no, but like he goes back to the most high hey, cantina. 
Yes, future content. No, I have a lot. I have very strong opinions on how they're handling Boba Fett. Um, it's funny we haven't had Boba Fett stories for years now, and we're kind of getting again. Once again, we're getting a dump of him. Like they do everything else, they kind of just throw. They, they, it's a shock. It's really weird what Disney and Lucasfilm are doing. Everything's a shotgun approach. Nothing can just be like slowly laid out. Everything, for the most part, is a shotgun approach, and it's baffling that they feel that's the proper way to do things. Um, clearly, the market research is telling them that, and I find it fascinating. What is what specifically are they engaging to get that uh, uh, statistic or answer um, or result? I mean, um, but no, Blake. He go back to episode ten. He goes into the like the most likely cantina, and I love how we have a space Amy Sedaris, and she's playing Sabacc against just like a giant ant creature. Like I just love that. Like it's a giant ant creature in the vein of the giant praying mantis from like. The bar in, in a new hope And I just love it it's a giant ant Creature like it it doesn't it Barely moves and I Get it like today again that's the thing I think is so Delightful about that sequence as well Um I, again I don't really Care I get it that space Amy Sedaris is playing both the Mandalorian And the giant ant creature and I love that he Has a name he's a doctor I, lo- I find that Fascinating <laughs> too um The giant ant creature is a doctor um, I, I, I I need to see some some uh, accreditation on that. I I, I I need a lot of proof. But we I'll have to wonder. It, it, I I wonder if he has his his PhD or just his MD. Um, I'm sorry, other way around. I I ruined the joke. Um, pretend I said something funny. Uh, no, the point oh, is <laughs> Zach, you kill me. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed, yes, I indeed. Um, but no, I just love that the fact that like it has so little articulation. And it's like, oh, that's delightful. The fact that, like, they can do anything they want now, special effects, both, like, practical and CGI, and all they did was make, like, a giant ant creature that pretty much does not move other than kind of, like, just, like, twist its head back and forth and, like, just kind of, like, go up and down with its, like, arms. Um, Isn't his name, like, Dr. Mandible? Is it? That's what they said. I find that funny. I find that so funny. His name is Dr. Mandible. Um, like I said, that, that I found delightful. I found that delightful, delightfully cheesy. Like, that was the thing. Like, that's what I want. And they were kind of scratching that itch. Yeah, she calls him Dr. Mandible. Dr. Mandible. I think that's kind of, again, I think Star Wars is at its best when it doesn't take itself seriously, un- like intentionally and unintentionally. Um, Pretty much after that, like you were saying, the episode does become rather boilerplate. Um, a lot, like a lot of stuff is very formulaic, which was always my concern about this series going forward. Um, that they were that they would do things that you kind of like you could see coming from a mile away. Like I said last week, they're very much playing into the idea of like Western serials. They, I, I and clear again, it's the notion of. Star Wars was based on space serials. What are we? How are we going to try to give the Mandalorian its own flavor? We're going to do it based on Western serials of the same time period that Lucas based Star Wars on. Um, I get it. I've never watched that. Well, that's the thing, though. Like, but that's the thing. I don't think they care about the youth. I think they're interested in pandering to men in their late forties, fifties, and early sixties. I don't think they, and I think anybody else that comes along for the ride, they're thrilled with. But I don't think they're trying to entice a new generation with this. I think, I think about it, baby. I, to anybody under the age of thirty, Baby Yoda is a meme, and that's kind of it. Like, that's it. Like, nobody. Like, 
again, I don't know about you, Zenger, and obviously this is all anecdotal evidence, but like anytime I go out and I see like Mandalinian merchandise, it's it's exclusively Baby Yoda, and it's just clogging shelves. Yep. Like it's just sitting there, like whether it be like toys, the uh, uh, apparel, mugs, or a like, harvest cup that I'm currently drinking out of. Well, okay, Zenger might be the exception to the rule, but like that's the uh, thing, though, is that like. <laughs> <laughs> Just like uh, the eggs of a species on the verge of extinction. Oh, um, no, those are those are those. I, I hope they have those at Galaxy's Edge. Like whatever uh, the species okay. is called, I hope they have them there. And they have some weird like explanation as to how um, they ha- they're able to replenish them on a daily basis. Um, th- no, like that's a thing though. Like I, 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 maybe they are selling a lot of Baby Yoda merchandise. Like in the last year, I've only seen two people wearing a Baby Yoda T-shirt. Like I've not seen any other Baby Yoda merchandise. Oh, they're like they're they're out there. Trust me. They, are they? Are you, are you seeing a lot of it? I've seen a few floating. Around. I've I've seen them floating around like on shelves and stuff. It's not as often I see people wearing them though. But that's what I mean though. Like yeah. the merchandise is yeah. like literally everywhere. But it, it always seems to be clogging shelves. I never see it like dwindling. Like once it's on the shelf, it kind of just sits there. And I never seeing it like I never see it decrease in quantity. Um, I I don't know if that's I can I don't know like I, I clearly that's where they're putting all their merchandise dollars because for every one piece of Mandalorian merchandise there's at least ten pieces of Baby Yoda nonsense. Like that's the thing. Like I don't see I hardly see anything with just the Mandalorian. Never mind, he's the titular character. It's kind of shocking how little merchandise there is of him. I, I'm kind of shocked with that, too. I mean, I'm personally upset that, like, with, with the helmets and stuff, that you can't get the Mandalorian, just Mandalorian. I mean, you can get Boba Fett, but there's no Mandalorian, like, a helmet. Yeah, but you can get, like, the obviously, you have the Incinerator Trooper helmet. There's oh, no, I was, the pro- I was talking about the, the, the Lego ones. Oh, the Lego. Oh. That you build. There's Stormtrooper, TIE Pilot, Boba Fett. Yeah, that's and, but, but you also can't get the Mandalorian. Well, I guess it's you got to go get it, get it, and this is what we should have Jim on and get him to t- explain to us how you customize one. But like, but I mean, the child as a Lego. Well, of course, oh, he looks freaky as all heck. No, but like, I mean, even like when it comes to like the role playing stuff, like, like role playing wise, like all they have is like the Nerf gauntlet, the Nerf blaster. Of his, and that's it. Like you, like you were saying, you'd think they'd be like a Mandalorian, like your Incinerator Trooper helmet, like a Black yeah. Series. Like you'd think that would be out there by now, and it's like nope. But like they made the Incinerator Trooper helmet. It's like which one you think? And I get it. Like the Incinerator Trooper is probably just a repaint of an existing mold. Yeah. But still, you would think a Mandalorian helmet would sell better. Even if they had to produce a new mold, and I know those molds cost hundreds of thousands of dollars to create, but still, it's the idea that, like, okay, you you pretty much have the design. Like, I know the visor is different between Boba Fett and um, the Mandalorian's helmet, but, again, weird – again, it's odd how, considering that he's the titular character of the show – there's so little merchandise of him. Like I have, like again, like if it wasn't for the fact that I pre-ordered the Black Series figure like three months ago, I wouldn't have found that. Like I pre, I, I pre-ordered one at GameStop like back in July, and I found it like on Amazon as a pre-order. And Amazon sent me sent me the one like a couple weeks ago. GameStop still hasn't called me and told me it's available yet. 
I'm going to cancel eventually. I was just going to wait and see how long it would take. And it's like, clearly they, they underestimated demand again. But if you want a baby Yoda thing, it's everywhere. Despite the fact that he's not the main character. What? Nothing. I accidentally had the voice to text go off. Um, Just said Razor Crest. I'm seeing uh, if you can find anywhere but on Lego. What? The Razor Crest Lego set. You can get on Amazon. Really? Yeah. And it's like $130. Okay. Well, that's the same as on Lego. I was thinking of like Target hat or something. Because I was like, I have not physically seen it. Yeah, neither have I. Like, I yeah, I know. Tar- that's the thing too. Like Target has like I, I've seen some of the new Lego stuff, but the thing that Target's really hyping when it comes to like Star Wars merchandise is like the rise of the Resistance um, transport vehicle from like Galaxy's yeah. Edge. They're really hyping that, and it's one of the most boring designs for a ship in, in recent years. There's another thing. Oh, I was um when, when I was out recently, I saw like they had like something where it's like from um. From like Galaxy's Edge Outpost, it was like yeah. stuffed animal stuff. So I'm like, oh, I guess they're gonna do this now. Well, they were doing that ever like that was their pushing like on August 30th. Like I remember that because that's where I I found all the Black Series figures, and I just kind of didn't care. I'm like, I I want I bought the DJ Rex figure hoping to repaint it as Captain Rex, and then like I looked in like the molds different than like what the original Rex character looked like from star tours. I'm like, I it's, it's too different. And I, even if I cut, like repaint it, it will look different. So I just returned it. Um, I kept the Cardinal figure. Z- Zinger, did you ever read, did you ever do the audiobook for phasma or for uh, black spire outpost? Nope. No, yeah, you're not missing <laughs> much. No, it's fine. I was just curious if you were bored or not. Um, I'm not that bored yet. Getting there though. Soon. Are you getting it? Okay, fair enough. Um, they made a lot of pop figures of the of the child. Yes, they did. They got they got him that in a bag. I haven't seen. That I haven't seen. I would imagine the Funko Pop thing is still uh, chugging along. I have not seen any uh, baby Yoda the, Funko Pops. The Funko Pop of him holding the little Mandalorian medallion. The yeah, Funko Pop of that. him with the jetpack. The life size one that we have down the stairs, sitting in the box still because we haven't found a place to put it yet. Bronze it and put it in your front yard. Okay, cool. That's <laughs> like all bronze spray paint. That's that's what I wanted to do. I haven't seen it in person yet. Like I was gonna do that, and I'm like, I've never encountered one. Oh, of those, I, like, in I person. keep finding them every now and then. Now, like I bought it first moment I saw it, and I was like, I should have waited because I just find it everywhere now. Oh, okay, yeah, I have not encountered that. Um, well, well, don't anyway, worry, people. We we are proving that we can sidetrack ourselves. We don't need anyone else to help us. We don't need Russ. Um, Portia, no, he's pretty on topic. Um, he's he's probably the best of Second the best thing on topic. And, oh, know. he went up; his stock increased. Um, all right, back to the episode. Okay, yeah. um, I wasn't like I said, I wasn't thrilled with the latter half of this episode. Um, like I said, it, it, it plays out very much as you can imagine it will. Uh, the one thing I found very odd, and we've been hinting at it numerous times so far in the discussion is like the whole thing with baby Yoda and like eating the like lizard woman's like species into existence. And yeah. like, as I was watching it, I'm like, okay, like the first time it happens, I'm like, okay, like, ha 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 baby Yoda ate, ate one of the eggs. And it's like, it happens again. 
and I'm like, oh God, comedy rule threes. It's going to happen a third time yep. now. And then like at the very end of the episode, it's like, oh, he eats the last one. But then like, I was thinking about like moments or like, like about what? 10, 15 minutes earlier where like the lizard woman, like what's the word? Kind of just like, like hacks that droid. That was part of yeah. the bounty hunters thing from like, I, last I season. I like that callback. I really appreciated that. Like it was a nice little like, like one, why is it still sitting around in there? But anyways, that's not the point. Um, and two, that, that it had some use. Well, yeah, like I, I thought that was a very like one of the very few times the show I don't want to say got emotional, but like it motivates the characters. I'm like, okay, like they're doing a proper job. And like you have that where this woman's like, like basically kind of like smacking them in the back of the head, being like, don't be complacent, like don't do this, which is weird considering that like. When it comes to all things you could describe the Mandalorian with, he's not com- he's not a complacent character. He doesn't really kind of sit idling by, but whatever. In that moment, he is, and like you have that a kind of stirring moment with the lizard woman who probably has a name, and she in like okay, like she's like you can't sit there and do this. Like this is the end of my species. Like my husband risked his life to go off and like carve out an existence for us. Like don't let this be the end of end of our race. And it's like, okay, and that motivates him. And then the episode ends with Baby Yoda eating another egg. And I'm like, there's there's something weirdly distressing about all this. We're like they, they have they have their cake, but they're making sure they're eating it in front of you too. Exactly. Thank you. I I thought I, that's exactly what I thought of while I was watching this. And I'm like, you you can't have it both ways. Like you can't make this like really like deep emotional impact about like like we did this. Like again, and it's supposed to be and the reason why like it gets the Mandalorian motivated is because it's essentially what he's trying to do, not just for himself, but like for the Mandalorians, but for baby Yoda species as well. And then like you have this moment where like ha 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 Baby Yoda likes eating eggs. Ha 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 ha. Just anything um, that he can get near though. It's not just eggs. Well, that's well, I guess I, the I, other thing was an egg too. That's what I mean. Like, yes, he eats like one of the spider creatures eggs, but like it's the notion of like you don't like it's it's so jarring. Like that final moment being like, no, you 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 don't get to have that moment. Like it's very odd and it's jarring considering everything you've set up at this point in the episode. And I just like like again, this is the part like where like something like this show goes through so many just rounds of just groups of executives that have to sign off on it. Not one executive is like, maybe we should cut out that final moment. Cause like you do have your your like your rule of threes. You have the first time, the second time, then he eats the like spider egg, which again, I know those creatures have a name, I just can't remember it. And it's like, okay, oh man, something bad happens now. And it's like, it's, it's so odd. Like, I just don't get it. Like, it doesn't make sense, narratively speaking. It makes sense in comedy things, because once again, if, if I was in the writer's room, I'd be like, we should have me know a third time. Uh, and you know what people, yeah, Pitchman's there would be like, we should have a third time. Rule three, everyone. And they'd be clapping, and I'd be like, yeah, awesome. And they'll be like, there'll be a new store in your house when you get home. And they're all like, let's do a bump of coke before we get to look at that new story. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's how that's how <laughs> that's how baby Yoda was created. Let's have a character of Yoda, but a baby. It's just genius. We'll make There's, it 50. So it's real confusing, too. Exactly. And they're, and they're like, buddy, you're not just getting a story on your house. You're getting a skyscraper. 
Um, but no, like, okay, getting back to the episode, like, another thing I found very funny, just, again, maybe it's just how I was thinking at 3 o'clock in the morning, was that, like, I love that this creature's, like, little vat of eggs is very reminiscent of, like, Moe's, like, jar of eggs from The Simpsons. <laughs> he, do, do you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean yeah, by that. Yeah. Or, like, I, I just love it. Like, it looks like it's, like, in some sort of, like... Like it's a jar of brine that all these eggs are kind of just soaking in, and I just find that I, again, I found it comical. I, I okay, so we there there has been a few Simpsons references in this episode suddenly, but Indeed. this is a blatant one. Um, I I I didn't think about that, but the second you said, I'm like, one, I know exactly an episode that I can talk about. Two, I don't think I've ever eaten an egg out of brine, which just sounds disgusting. And I love pickles, so it's weird, because I feel like I should like other stuff that are pickled, but just pickles. I'm like, nope, only pickles. And I I love eggs separately, so I'm like, I'm very confused right now. I've never done that. Like, Yeah, I I wouldn't, again, I've never even seen that anywhere. At this point, it's more of a Simpsons gag than anything else. I feel like it's something that we're too old for, almost. Like, Is it? That was bigger maybe years ago or something. I don't know. I I feel like I'm also aging out because um, I met, this is a while ago, but I'll bring it up any time I want to feel old. Um, so I was sitting when I worked the TV station, and I got excited because I found out that the Sheets, which is a gas station thing, maybe like Wawa or wherever you are, I don't know. They're all different things. But anyways... Um, they had surge back in, like in the cans and everything. I was like, oh, that's freaking awesome. I'm going to go get a surge. And one of the people was like, what's a surge? Are you serious? He goes, yeah, dude, I have no clue what you're talking about. And I have never felt older than that moment where I had to explain to somebody what surge was. He goes, oh, so, so, so it's an energy drink. And I'm like, no, it's, well, I mean, now it's basically an energy drink. But back then it was like edgy and cool. <laughs> Zinger, how does it feel to be old? It feels awful sometimes. <laughs> well, let's make one more Simpsons joke. It should be like uh, uh, old man I'll, yells I'll, at cloud. Old yeah, man I yells. So yeah, I was. I don't. I was gonna say, don't worry. I'll float another one in there soon. Probably. Uh, I don't know. What we're getting into is uh, alien references. What? What references? Alien, like the movie Alien. No, Zenger. Aliens. There's more than one in this episode. Which is the better one, too. That is a... That that is potentially controversial. What, for me to say Aliens is the better alien movie? Yes, that is... That is that's a kind of hot, hot take at this point. It might be. But anyway, it's like... Continue. Um, okay, pros... Again, there's not a lot that... There's nothing really deeply philosophical. It's not, no, there's stuff that happens because we haven't even talked about like the X Wings. And like, and I know even in like a bunch of like the trailers for this, they were like, everybody saw the snow planet. Everyone's like, oh man, he's going to Ilum. He's going to Ilum. And it's like, no, it's the uh, snow planet. It doesn't matter. Um, still, still held out hope every time I see a snow planet that they're going to finally have Renvar show up in live action. Um, ever since 2000, the fall of 2002, playing the Star Wars, the Clone Wars game. Still hope that we get Renvar in live action, even if it's not named, just like in a reference book. It's like, oh man, the Mandalorian landed on there temporarily on the planet of Renvar. Um, still holding out hope for that. I'm guessing that's never going to happen, but I'm still carrying the torch. Um, the X-Wing chase was fine. I 
I like the little like back and forth that the Mandalorian has with the two X-wing pilots. I found that amusing. And again, just the physical, just subtle motions and movements that Pedro Pascal makes under that armor while he get he's basically acting against nothing um, yeah. other than just like talking to, to voices. I, I thought that was great. Again, I don't think Pedro Pascal gets enough credit considering that he, again, oh, no, he I, really is a faceless character in this. I said from the first season, I'm like, that guy does more emoting in just that armor than I think a lot of actors do like legitimately straight up and it's sad. So I'm like, he does such an amazing job and it's like, we don't, but it's like, you don't see his face, but you can tell every emotion is showing. Exactly. And I think it has to be pointed out too, that like, it isn't exactly like he's wearing a leotard. So like in the sense of like, if he makes a small gesture, it comes through like a hundred percent. Like think of how much that costume must weigh, even if it's probably not made out of metal, but it's the notion that like, still like it's, actually made out of the scar um, yes okay um that's the thing though is that like so it's probably again it's probably not super heavy but it's also probably not the lightest thing in the world and it's probably made up of numerous layers and so he's got to act through that it's kind of like when you see actors with lots of like makeup on when you think of like oh god like jim carrey and the grinch stuff of that ilk where like you really really have um doug jones doug jones yes he is in uh, this is a fun thing i found out recently from our episode discussing uh hocus pocus he's in hocus pocus pedro pascal no the, the doug, <laughs> yes yes he is but um no doug, doug jones is in it who are you playing like he's the zombie oh yeah okay yep I, I he, he's just the person with the heavy makeup duh. yeah yeah yeah. Yes. Thank you, Sanger. Um, unlike most people, unlike most white people, I've only seen that film once. Um, uh, I know. I, I am a horrible cracker. <laughs> it's like it's like that. Is Hocus, not, like, nothing against Hocus Pocus, but that is like the cinematic equivalent of like a pumpkin spice latte. It, 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 as much as I love the movie, it honestly is. So like, I'm again, not gonna... I have nothing against it. I have nothing against the movie, but I'm just saying, like, I remember, folks, just because something's not great, you can still like it. I'm just saying, I'm just pointing that out. Like, that movie, it's cute. It's fun. We need more movies like that. I have nothing against it. Um, it has a, has just enough edge for today's society because everything now is just so, like, watered down. But, um, yeah, pumpkin spice latte of cinema. Um, but, uh, so what do you think of the X-Wing chase through like the snow canyon what do you think okay. of that here's here's why i planted a seed earlier and it has germinated and grown into a mighty tree of a question that wasn't hat man again was it? it oh you you have to ask it was wasn't it it was trapper wolf god dang it i was Every... hoping it wasn't i was really it hoping it was because he doesn't have a speaking role really like he doesn't really speak, and you only see him like briefly every time. So I'm like, maybe it's not, and I just think it is. But I'm like, no, it probably is. But I'm gonna hold the out new, hope. The New Republic only has like four Tie Fighter pilots. I'm sorry, X-wing pilot Zenger. Come on, they're in limited Obviously, supply. Trapper Wolf of of the of the Lone Wolf Squadron. Oh god, don't give them ideas. We don't know. Oh god, it's probably like the Wolf Squadron or something. Oh god, don't, don't, don't give them names. Don't give them ideas. No, no, no. You, no it's it's got to be the Lone Wolf because that it's funny because it's the whole like 
Sure. A lone wolf wouldn't be in a pack thing. So. Goddamn cowboy hat, man. I know. He ruins everything. He I, doesn't I, ruin I, everything, I, but he's not exactly doing anybody any favors at this point. He can't finish anything. Well, we know that. Uh, no, that, 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 that. no I, I, I like the kind of um, the back and forth. There is some interesting stuff brought up there, like... The whole like, oh well, I I don't need these codes or I don't need to do that. And they're like, yeah, that was back when the Imperials ran stuff. The New Republic's here now, so that's kind of a brief look at like the New Republic trying to get everything under control. Well, I think well, that's the thing though. Like, we don't like this is a very weird time span in Star Wars because it's like one of the very few things that we have that's like definitively between Jedi and The Force Awakens, and we really don't know the rules of Star Wars during this time. Like something like they, I, I, again, this was back what a year or so ago where they had their like little timeline map, and it's like between Jedi and Force Awakens, there's like a big gap, a very big gap. Noticeable size. Well, anything can happen. Well, that's in like right in the middle of it. It all it says is Mandalorian, and it's like okay, clearly they have other plans other than just just the show. Like something massive has to happen during this time period that involves Luke, Leia, and Han. Like there has to be. Like I, I, I can't see them not doing something like on the same level of importance as what the original Thrawn trilogy was back during the nineties. Like there has to be some huge, huge thing that happens during this time where the new Republic is really, really tested. Um, not, not like Palpatine first order level, but like there has to be something like Clone Wars level. Like, okay, then you like the, the, the new Republic is being tested. Like, well, how are they going to handle this? It's something that kind of just like characterizes why things trend the way they do or how the, the galaxy looks by the events of the sequel trilogy. Yeah. Um, like, like why the first order is being ignored. Um, something like that. Like that has to happen. It's just odd that we're, we're again, the sequel trilogy is over. They're no longer kind of locked into where's that going. So we have to kind of take that entire time period off the board. Um, and it's weird that they're immediately, again, obviously next year is going to be the high Republic. Um, that's going to be the focus at least for the, but, well, it was supposed to be this year, but it's clearly going to be the, like, at least the first three to four months of next year is going to be, that's going to be the focus for star Wars. Um, I don't know. Like I, I just I find that fascinating. What's going to happen in that time period? Um, I don't know. It's 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 a giant question mark right now that I don't think we're going to have an answer to for many many years. Well, Zenger, maybe remember the series? Maybe. Singer, can you remember remember back when I was so frustrated like with the notion of like every year we get a new Star Wars film, and now we're not going to get like a new Star Wars film until like at the earliest twenty twenty four. Oh, the good old days. That's that's like again. There are only two tragedies in life: not getting what you want and getting what you want. <laughs> I was so I'm like, oh god, it's a new Star Wars movie every single year. And once I come to terms, like after Solo, I was like, okay, I'm on board with this. And at that moment, it was like, nope, you're not getting any more Star Wars movies for like three years. And it's like, oh god, like, like okay, I guess that's a good thing. And it's like you're not getting Star Wars movies for like years now. Like we're going back to like between like the prequels and the Disney thing where it's going to go years where it's like, could something maybe get released? Maybe, maybe not. God, the rumor mill is going to be the best thing in the world. I can't wait. 
Oh God, that oh God, the rumor meal. Like I don't know. Like that's the thing where, like everything since, gets made and nothing at the same time. It, it's it's the just cat of film production. Um, uh-huh. um, but that's the thing is that like ever since like the rise of Skywalker rumors, like back like. At like toward like the end of the summer of 2019 where I'm like oh we're gonna read all the rumors because there's no way anybody knows the plot of this movie six months before release then like I'm sitting in the theater opening night and it's like oh boy Ray shoots lightning out of her fingers I'm like oh god the rumors were true I'm like <laughs> oh no I'm like I spoiled the movie for myself five months in advance um like that's why like I really avoid the reddits like leaks and speculation like subreddit now Cause I'm like, I'm just so afraid of the fact that like the rumors are like the room, like ev- again, it's weird how certain things get out there yet. Again, the Palpatine reveal was kept secret for the trailer during celebration 2019. I'll never figure that out. How nobody knew that was coming yet. Somehow the entire plot was leaked with images five months before release can never figure. I'll never be able to figure that one out. Um, but that's just like a reason why I just, I don't like like looking at speculation and stuff or just like rumors right now. Um, I want to go into it kind of as blind as humanly possible and being off social media definitely helps. Um, except for my occasional, uh, poking my head in the Knights of Vader Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but no, so like, did you like that? Like X-Wing chase of the Razor Crest? Did you? I, I did. I, I liked it. Like I said, it's shot in like one of my favorite formats possible, a handy cam. Like it looks like it's being shot from somewhere else or something. It, it looks like one of those like soldier documentary. It, I don't know why I just like that that that, that style of shooting for action scenes. It, it just makes you feel like you're there. So I, I liked having that. I, I I liked all the little tricks and stuff he did to to try to evade them and everything. And I I I, I enjoyed it. I, I liked it. It was something that was kind of very Star Warsy too. So well, this is like this is the weird thing. Okay, because like I, I wasn't impressed with that. I found it kind oh, of ho hum, um, but no, but, but but there's a reason why though. Was that like I would imagine? Obviously, this was back during the hiatus. That for Star Wars Squadrons, there was like the little short. Like, there was like the short of like hunted. Did you, you saw that? I would imagine, right, with the the Tie Fighter pilot. No, you never saw that. No. Okay, everybody, stop what you're doing. Go type in like like EA Star Wars Squadrons into YouTube. And you'll find it's like six minutes long. It's 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 fantastic. And what the majority of the, the short is, it's a tie pilot trying to evade an X-wing, and he does all these tricks in order to never mind just evade the attacks, but get the upper hand. It's phenomenal. And not to say that I want to see that again, but in the form of the Mandalorian. But the the EA short is infinitely. Better, oh god, it's meticulously crafted, and it like it it's it's the kind of Star Wars dogfight I would imagine that George Lucas wish he could have done during the original trilogy era, except for the fact the technology wasn't there for that sort of just like fluid space battle. I figured you well, I know that you haven't played it yet, but I figured you'd like squadrons. Apparently, you can switch around like whether you want to focus on shields and stuff. I'm like. Like when I was watching a discussion about it, I, that that came up. I'm like, oh, Zach's automatically this is the best game ever. So, well, that's um, well. Like I was reading some stuff again. Like we'll talk about that at some point, um, maybe next year. 
But it's the thing of like I read about that and I've heard that like if you like pour a bunch of money into like third party accessories, like you can really like get like the X Wing experience of a lifetime. Like if yeah. you get like if you have PSVR and there's I don't know what it's called, but like it's a thing where it's like like um audio capture. So yeah. you can actually tell your astro like like you can fly with like whatever like third party joystick like you can buy as an accessory. But like if you have this like voice we'll attachment thing, so people don't worry. We will. But you apparently with this voice attachment, you can actually tell your astromech to like do all the stuff for you in real time. And I'm like that's like that's incredible. I'm like, like I can still remember spend playing. all this money for a forty dollar game. It or like, that's, probably when you're listening to this, it might actually be on Black Friday sale somewhere. But I, I, the only thing that could make it better is if they had like a PSVR thing in the shape of an X-wing helmet. <laughs> that's the only thing that could make it better. Don't give my ideas. I, 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 of VR is no one's buying, so why not? Retro I don't know. Like, someone has to have a mod of a PSVR with like a, like a Hasbro like X-wing helmet, right? Like that okay. has I, to be a thing. I, mean, that I will, I will ask Ellie this year for my Star Wars helmet to be one of the um, Luke's helmet, and then I'll just smack a VR in front of my eyes and put it on just so I can be like, "Look, Zach, I did it." I was really at one point. GameStop had a bundle. Of Star Wars Squadrons, and it came with the Hasbro Luke helmet. And I'm like, do I buy this bundle? Like, it was absurdly priced. The game's forty dollars, and the bundle was like hundred and sixty. And I'm like, I'm like, do 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 I buy it just so I can wear the helmet while I play the game? Well, I mean, and, when I play um, Battlefront, I put on the Inferno. I mean, the uh, the Flame Trooper helmet, Incinerator Trooper, and sit, you Star Wars novice. <laughs> My, give me, give me the Star Wars card, Zanger. Give me a flame trooper. That's not until the the First Order era. Get out of here. Well, I mean, get out of here. The first ones have jet troopers too, so technically, that, that that's a weird gray area. I think that's a weird. Gray especially area. for Poe. They fly now. Yes, they fly now. You know, it's so funny that like. Um, Oh god, what was I doing? I was doing something at work and I had the Rise of Skywalker soundtrack playing and it was like the the chase sequence on Pasana and like I could actually hear the dialogue like C3PO being like they f- oh, they fly now. They fly now. They fly now. <laughs> and like I find that like okay. I think that's why I also like for numerous numerous reasons. There will be a Rise of Skywalker Redux episode at some point next year. Um, but like, I think one of the reasons why I find that film even more endearing on every watch is for the same reason why I loved like the first five minutes of this Mandalorian episode was like it's so like the Rise of Skywalker is so schlocky. Like it really is. Um, like it's so just like. I can't tell if it's, it has to be unintentionally clunky because there's no reason why J.J. Abrams would do this. He's too he's too slick and polished of a filmmaker to make something intentionally clunky. Um, I just I just find it. I'm like I just love it. I love how just clunky that movie is at times, and it just delights me. They fly now. They fly now. There was something I watched where it was um, where so they fly now, and it's like a like smash together thing where it shows like every other trooper that they've ever shown flying and then it like slow-mo has them going <laughs> so i i need to find that and show it to you because it's pretty funny um mm. but but yes 
Yeah. Also, I'm making sure I have stuff lined up because I have another tree that I have that I have planted and is growing rapidly. So, what is growing rapidly? The, the the tree I plant, I, I put another seed in earlier that's growing uh, now. Okay, good. Um, yes, yeah, so X-wing chase was fine. I wasn't thrilled with it. Uh, after that, like his ship gets completely destroyed, kind of very roughed up because it like falls through like numerous layers of ice. Um, he kind of has. He kind of just like decides to kind of rest. The lizard woman trying y- to the, the the entire episode is Mandalorian trying to take a nap. Yes, pretty much. Um, Lizard Woman gives him a pep talk. Uh, she, as he's trying to fix the ship, she disappears. She finds like a hot spring where she puts her eggs. Um, Baby Yoda eats another egg. Like then, like a bunch of the spite, and Baby Yoda eats a spider egg. And it's like those ones from Rebels, but originally from Ralph McQuarrie concept art, which to this day I still can't figure out the fascination with rejected right, concepts from the original thrown- trilogy. And now I can point this out. They also vaguely look like some of the droids from the Star Wars animated Clone Wars series. Yes, what? the 2003 one. Uh, the, the droids that like the guns that spun around and shot just a straight laser and Mace Windu used to deflect back at them with his lightsaber. They kind of look like those. Well, that's... I I am getting any excuse possible to bring up the 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 Clone Wars series. That uh, if you again, if you see that, who am I to take it away from you? But I like we got those like those droids are in Revenge of the Sith and they're in the 2008 Clone Wars series. The tri droids. Uh, I I remembered them from I I sent you a picture. I remember them from the Clone Wars good series. Oh, okay. Like I said, I, I I don't agree with that though. But who am I to take it away from you? Um, I I don't like ever since Rebels, I never understood the fascination of using rejected concept art from the seventies and eighties as new i as to, to pull from for new I mean, Star you, Wars content. Why, why come up with a new idea, man? When you've I got guess. like just piles of unused stuff everywhere. Like that's fine, but like if it wasn't good enough for Star Wars back in the seventies and eighties, why is it's it good, good now? enough now? We've lowered our standards. Is that what it is? Sure. <laughs> I like that. Is is that what it is? Sure. <laughs> the bar is set low. Yes. Okay. I want. I want to make you can't it. I trip make over it, it anymore. I have to make a note for our audience at home. Zenger actually took a picture of like his computer monitor of the Star Wars Clone Wars series of these droids. And sent it to me just in case I didn't know what he was talking about. Oh no, I, I wanted to, I wanted reassurance of I actually went and found the actual scene. All right, Sanger. And looked Thank at you. it. Watch just in, it. just it, in it case not, I completely forgot. Did not watch the rest of the series, which is amazing. That I I am hey. making strides forward, people. We are making strides forward. Uh, even baby steps are steps forward. Um, yeah, so you have that. I, I don't get it. I Again, like Zenger said, there is definitely an Aliens vibe to this with them kind of the ship being overrun. Um, that was neat. It was cool oh, watching so him kind of... Going doing like the hatching thing. Like I was just waiting for a face grabber just to grab Baby Yoda. And it's like, well, Did you say happened. face grabber? Face hugger. There we go. 
Okay, that's better. I was going to make you take hand over your alien car to face grabber. I, I, okay, I, okay. You, you, want, you want the dark secret? Aliens is the only one I care about. The only one I accept is good. Not and even Alien? To, no, I, I don't like it as a horror movie. I like it as an action movie more. I think it works better. I'm... Oh, I, I don't disagree with that though, but like you have to at least acknowledge that Alien is great. As I, I, is. I acknowledge it, but I'm like I I prefer it as a as an action movie, and I think the horror movie part of it isn't as good. Zenger, you want you want to hear a hot take? You want to hear okay, my so my person? You want to hear my personal rankings of the Alien movies? Oh God, this is gonna be amazing! All right, this is my ranking of the Alien movies. Buckle in, folks. You're about to go through the oven. Um, Alien. Alien Covenant, Alien versus Predator Requiem, Aliens, Prometheus, Alien Resurrection, Alien Cubed. Uh, I didn't know we were including all the other ones too, but I didn't even count Alien the first Alien versus Predator because that movie is a disaster. I, I disagree. I think the other one is a disaster. No, no, no. The only problem with Requiem is that they forgot. They didn't know what lighting was. They lost they, their budget. They drained their budget when it came to lighting. And they're like, I guess we can shoot this in the dark. And they're like, okay. Yeah, they drained their budget by just like, hey, I got an idea. Let's have a maternity ward scene that's going to make that is the life. I feel awful. Every that's time amazing. I love it. I love that sequence I so much. I the love it. I. I knew where it was going. I'm like, no, no, perfect. no. It's perfect. It's everything I would want. Like, Alien vs. Predator Requiem is everything that Alien vs. Predator movie should be. It's fine, everything. Fine. It's perfect. All right, yeah, so what? Uh, do you know what the Predator... Alright, Zach, no. Zenger, do you know what the Alien... The Predator's name in Alien vs. Predator Requiem is called? Steve. <laughs> Only to his friends. His name is Wolf... Because he was named after the character of Mr. Wolf from Pulp Fiction, who was the cleaner. He cleans up the mess. I'm like, that is badass. I I, I was waiting for you to be like, because the idea for the character was actually put forth by this one guy named Dave Filoni, <laughs> who then went. That's what I should like, have said. That's a oh, wasted opportunity. That was my bad. Uh, my bad. All right, Zenger, what is your your uh, your order of ranking the Alien franchise? I have a feeling that considering that you only like one movie, it's going to be a very short list. Aliens, end of list. <laughs> <laughs> you should watch. You should watch for at least watch Prometheus and Alien. I, I I have I, I have watched for me. I've I've watched all of them except for Covenant. I've I really watched like Covenant. all of them, but the only one that I'm like, this is good. This is this is where it's at. Is Aliens. The other ones are too weird and i don't uh, here's the thing like everyone rags on isn't it resurrections the worst or whatever or is it three I'm uh, like they're, they're, they're what's, all what's, one. <laughs> uh alien three was considered the worst now people like like there's a there's two different cuts of that film there's a theatrical cut and there's the assembly cut neither of which the director david fincher has signed off on and yet somehow people think the assembly cut like makes the film good. Um, spoiler alert, there is no good cut of Alien 3. It's essentially an unfinished movie because the like the studio frustrated David Fincher so much during editing, he literally just walked away. Um, so there is no – again, if I, my philosophy is if a director walks off a film, it's not complete. Therefore, there can inherently never be a good version of the film. Um 
it's it's no, there are no good cuts to Alien Three. It's it's like it's like eating like a half baked cake. It's like you might be like if you have like a sugar fix and you need something, like don't be wrong, it will get you there. But at the end of the day, it does not qualify if it's not formed. Oh, also, uh, the reason I'm kind of like meh about Prometheus is I heard that there was an original cut where it like pointed out that like. Jesus was one of the engineers or something. That's Ridley Scott nonsense. And, like, and you know Scott what? Is... If if they had committed to that and had that in the movie, I would have I would have been like, oh man, awesome, great, cool. It's there's subtext if you like if you know it, that's it, it, it is there. If if you know about that and you watch it, you're like, oh okay, some stuff makes sense here. But, but, but it's like it's like Ridley Scott nonsense about Blade Runner where he's like, Decker, Decker's a replicant, despite the fact there's nothing. In Blade Runner, that's in the original cut of Blade Runner that suggests that the and screenwriter I had a dis- discussion with my Rob, yes, my Rob, about this last night because he's like, "Have you ever revisited uh, Blade Runner?" And I'm like, "No," because one, I originally thought it was an action movie, and it's not. So that's <laughs> always weird yeah. to me because I keep thinking, "I'm like, yes. it's Harrison Ford fighting things," and it never is. And no. two, I don't know which version to watch because. Apparently, if you watch one version, it makes you think this. But if you watch another version, it makes you think that there, there is no definitive version of that movie. There's like opinion. five different versions of Blade Runner. It's ridiculous. There's there's too many versions of Blade Runner. But so now I'm looking at Wrigley Scott and just remembering he did Gladiator. So I still like. Oh God, something was. I remember um, somebody asked Ridley Scott about. Like it was like okay, another Citizens reference. Do you remember? I think we've brought this up numerous times on Knights of Vader so far. Where like it's when uh, Homer becomes Poochie and he's at the Q and it's at the Q and A, and there's like uh, Mrs. Mrs. So so whoever does the voice of Itchy and Scratchy. When you get yeah. into the dungeon on level twelve, where's the key where it's supposed to be? This though. And, and and Homer's like, let me take care of this. And it's like, what what is a grown man doing watching a children's TV series? And then like, there's another I'm question. Sure that's genius at work. Yes. And then there's another question. Homer's like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> and that's essentially what Ridley Scott has done to both like Alien and Blade Runner, where it's just like there's there like Ridley Scott has his own continuity that's just constantly evolving with both franchises. All right. So apparently, according to Wikipedia, there is the work print prototype version, 1982. There is that, the nobody's seen, nobody's... version, 1982. Yeah. There's the U.S. theatrical release, 1982. International theatrical release, 1982. U.S. broadcast, 1986. You the director's cut, 1992. The final cut, 2007. And then the ultimate super cut where George Lucas did it. <laughs> there's there's the McClunky cut. Yeah. Um. Oh my God. Oh That's God. too okay. many versions. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us on the Simpsons Ridley Scott podcast this episode. Um. Thank you to Anne's Superiority Complex <laughs> for providing our theme song. Um. All right. Anything else about this episode, Zanger of the Mandalorian? Because like, if it, okay, the only thing that was kind of cool is that like you think like it, I, I didn't see it coming. Is it like there's a giant spider creature? It tries to like eat the ship, and which was also very schlocky too. I like the idea of the giant spider creature trying to eat the ship. It reminded me of the David Arquette film Eight Legged Freaks. Don't know why it just did. And the X-wing pilots show up again, and they 
with their X-wings, they blow, they, they kill the big spider. And then with their blaster rifles, which have a name that I can't remember, I should from all the Battlefront two I played. Um, they pick off all the small ones, and I did like the little exchange between the two of them and the Mandalorian. And one of those, this is where again, small deep. Like I know the whole thing is like real sets, practical effects. But one thing I really loved, and this is a small detail, was that because obviously the both the Razor Crest and where they just were is the Mandalorian, the lizard woman were running away. There were spider webs, there was cobwebs. And I love when the Mandalorian is talking to the two X-Wing pilots. Like you can actually see on his helmet armor, there's mm-hmm. like cobwebs, like yeah. strands of it. And I love that, like on one part of his visor, like on the bottom of it near his chin, like there's like a little bit of like webbing, like like blowing in the breeze. And I love that. I just like, it's such a stupid minute detail, but I absolutely loved it. And like, there was the other detail of like his armor having like frost on it. Yes. That too. Oh yeah. That was neat. Oh no. Like that's, that was part of it too. Thank you for bringing, I forgot about that. In the beginning of the episode, when he crashed, his helmet still had some of the, uh, I guess, gut juices on it from the crate dragon. Oh, okay. Yeah, if, if you looked, you, you could see somewhere a bit like a zoom in of them. Yeah, like that's the sort of stuff that, like, that's neat. Continuity. Like, well, it's not just continuity, but, like, think about it. Somebody actually had to take the time to, like, apply those sort of details to the helmet. Like, and they had to do it. I think about that. In order to have a little piece of, like, fake webbing kind of just blow in the breeze, like, that's. And like, then sort of off to the side with a fan. Well, yeah, that too. And, like, it's it's one of those things that, like, I don't care how, like, meticulously crafted Baby Yoda is. You don't get those sort of minute details with him. You just don't. And that's the sort of stuff that brings this world to life. Like, mm-hmm. like that's the stuff I love. Like, that's what I want more of. Like, again, I, I would imagine that in the Knights of Vader Facebook group, I have not... I have not looked at what the consensus is on this episode there, but like, this is the sort of stuff I love about star Wars. I like star Wars a, when it doesn't take itself too seriously. And then when it does do stuff like this, it remembers the little kind of small inconsequential details. Uh, I, like I said, I, is this the worst episode in the world? No, I will never say that. It's just kind of the worst episode, episode in the world is the third episode because it ends with an army of Boba Fett's, not I Boba Fett. Um, no, it's just I, I just kind of watch this like a meh. I'm like, I, I under like this might be a favorite episode later if it's like called back to or if they do some stuff with it. But I'm like, as of right now, he has to get to this planet. Yes, and off this planet, this is a transition episode with a character I could care less about. But, but like, they did some interesting stuff with her, so I guess. But these are, but these are the things that, like, having the lizard woman is there to help curate and kind of define the Mandalorian Dinjarin. Like, that's what this episode's for. This episode's not to introduce this lizard, lizard woman as the next, like, superstar Star Wars character. It's Even though her hopping ra- around was very cool. Her what? When she started hopping around and everything. That was oh, actually yeah. cool. Yeah, she was cool when she did that. She gets on all fours and she she leaps forward. Um, but that's the thing, though. She's, she's not there to be the next great character. She's there to help further round him out as a character. And that's what we need more of in Star Wars. Like, not again, like the problem is that, like, as soon as Rosario Dar- Dawson shows up, 
it's good. Like, it's just going to suck the air out of the show. Like, it's going to be like one of these things where it's like, like, I can already see all the, the Buzzfeed articles and all that just being like, was like top 10 reasons why Rosario Dawson breathes new life into star Wars. And it's like, what, what it's like, we, again, it's just going to suck the air out of the, I don't want to say fandom. Cause I have no idea where the fandom is right now, but like, it's just, it's going to do that though. It's going to like take away from all those small moments. Like at the end of the season in December, when we have the watch mojo top 10 moments from the Mandalorian season two, Rosario Dawson's appear, like first appearance is Ahsoka is going to be obviously number one. And it's just, it's, it, that's the thing. Like, like, we don't care. Like at the end of the day, those moments aren't the moments we remember. Like like the bombastic moments. We remember the characters interacting with each other and how they become fully formed. And that's why, again, it's it's the Marvel thing again, where it's like we the bombast comes over the characters and or the character moments. I mean, and. Again, it's it's Disney's property. They can do whatever they want with it, though. But again, I think you have people in charge. I don't understand what makes compelling entertainment or memorable entertainment. It is a reason why Avengers Endgame is the highest grossing movie of all time, yet literally nobody cares about it a year and a half after it came out. I wish I, I wasn't watched it. Sorry, sorry. Let me rephrase that. My <laughs> wife has still not watched it. No, she's, she's clearly she's still living in sin. Uh, she's yes. married now. Oh God, saying you gotta make her watch Far From Home. You gotta make her watch I'm, Far From I'm Home. I'm trying. I have pushed it on her a numerous times. Like, hey, just have, from. just have it on every TV in the house. She's bound to just stumble into it at some point. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait to be in the divorce hearing and having that. <laughs> you mean, you mean annulment? It won't even get to a divorce hearing. Well, no, the uh, best part, judge, he's like you. you I haven't seen Endgame? Oh, this is on you. How do you eat your cereal? Oh, this is definitely on you. <laughs> oh, my God. No, that, that's a reference, folks. That's a reference. Yeah. Um, oh, God. Um, yes, nice of it. Don't eat your cereal like that. Don't eat your cereal like a cereal killer. But up, up, but up, up. All right. Anything else about this episode, or uh, are you ready to wrap this up? I'm, I, I mean, I'm, I, I don't like saying I didn't like an episode because I really do like this series, but if there was ever an episode where I was just sitting there the whole time, just kind of like, um, something going to happen. I mean, it was cool when, when stuff escalated, but it was like, okay, I mean, no, he's going to get out. I, I kind of was thinking something was going to happen to the woman and then he was going to take the eggs and actually bring them back himself. They can't think. They can't do that again. That's essentially what he's doing with Baby Yoda. Like he can't do oh, that true. again. True. Uh, wait, is are Mandalorians just like the lost like anything that that loses a parent? They just immediately scoop it up and go, "You're with me now." Kinda. Like based on like the history of Dinjar and kinda. Yeah, I was about to say based on one Mandalor one true Mandalorian. Take that, Boba Fett. Um, I think we can accurately say that is correct. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got nothing else to say. I'm like it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. Um how how I have because we're already a quarter of the way through the season. We only have six more episodes left. Um, how long do you think until we get Boba Fett wearing the armor and or Ahsoka? I'm claiming not gonna happen. You don't uh, Ahsoka last episode. 
You think they're going to hold out to the last episode? I think they are, and here's why. I really do feel, because didn't What's-His-Putz what's his say that, like, season three's where it's at and everything? I, 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 yeah, I heard that, but... So I, I'm I like, I feel means. like season two is a setup season. Oh. Like, they, 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 they kind of got the green light to do what they wanted, so they're, like, totally going to just have this be like a we-need-to-move-pieces-into-place okay. sort of thing. And, and, build, and build the world around. So you, so you don't, okay, so you don't think Boba Fett's going to wear the Boba, Fett, the Boba Fett armor? I don't think so, because I'm still in the realm of he's not a real Mandalorian. It doesn't matter. His fa- it was his father's armor. And neither was he. We don't know that. I know it from my own canon. And if they say otherwise, I'm going to get angry because how dare you mess with my own head canon I've created. <laughs> okay, fine. Um, <laughs> that's the thing. I just like, I just, hey, I I, I'm, I'm acting like a true Star Wars fan right now. I just don't want this show to devolve into like an army of not Boba Fett. Like, like I just, I just don't want that again. And I feel like we're going to get Katie Sack off as Bo-Katan. We're going to get, like, I, I just don't know. Like, I, I feel it's going to devolve into just an army of not Boba Fett's again. Wait a second. Is Ahsoka just going to be in Boba Fett? I mean, in, um, in Mandalorian armor? <laughs> Wait, is, is, um, is a force ghost of uh, Obi-Wan going to come back, but it's him in the Mandalorian armor? Force ghost Rancor. That too. In Mandalorian armor. Yes. That's that's ho- that's what Halloween is in the Force Ghosts the world. Like instead of having like remember how we thought at the end of the Rise of Skywalker we were gonna have the uh, Force Ghost parade like, yeah, like they're, it's, they're it's, it's gonna that. be it's gonna be Force Ghost Ponda Baba's arm in Mandalorian armor. It's it's just a gauntlet. So I so I, I guess as a side note thing, do do we want to talk about the holiday special trailer or do we just want to wait to just have that be just a full on episode? <sighs> I watched the trailer. Like, it's it's cute from what I can tell. What it is, what it is, it's it's Ray going back through like all of Star Wars and like witnessing all these different moments and like playing Bummer around going them. back through like the robot chicken version of Star Wars, though. Sure. Yeah, I just like I, again. It's from what I can tell, content wise, it looks fine. I just don't like the idea that like, inst- like they're just they're doing their own holiday special. So like everything else now, it's like people be like, oh, I love the Star Wars holiday special, and it's like, what and do you you're going to get excited? Yeah, because you think it's the other one. That's why I mean. Yeah. But I'm like, you couldn't you couldn't call it something else like the Star Wars holiday spectacular. Like you had to Star give Wars it the same special. Well, yeah, Star Wars. Like that's why I mean, though. It's like you couldn't give it another name. I'm like, and I, I swear to God, it's another attempt of just sucking the air out of something unique in Star Wars. Um, anything that's unique in Star Wars cannot be left alone. It has to be just siphoned off at some point or, it's, or at some level. Like that's the thing. It's just that, like leave the like Star Wars. At this point is becoming so homogenized because it's owned by a company that that's all it knows. And it's like, just leave the really weird stuff alone. And yet, nope, nope, have to go after it. And it's like, and like, and of course, there's going to be two or three jabs at just how awful it is. And it's like, there's going to be no respect or reverence for it as its own thing that survived all these years, despite the fact that it only aired once. So it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be a very thinly, it's going to be what? 
it's it's good. It, they're gonna they're gonna play the jokes off that are pointed at it is like reverence. That that's how the interviews of the creative team are gonna be like, oh, like these jokes are done in, in reverence for it. And it's gonna be at the end of the day, just jabs at it because everybody else makes fun of it. Like to this day, like it's weird that nobody talks about the holiday special. Um, like like everybody's well, aware. I was gonna tell you to, to to help you out because I mean, if anyone talks about the holiday special, they're never talking about the Star Wars one. So just wanted to help you out there. Thank you. But yeah, like I said, well, I, I don't like I like I said, I, I am not I I don't I can I'm gonna watch it because it looks cute and it looks like it has some fun moments. Um but again, the idea of it makes me mad more than the execution of it. Fair enough. I I, I, I shared this I'm sure we'll do an episode on it. Hmm? Yeah. No, I heard screaming in the background and I'm like, my thoughts exactly. Yeah. I was about to say the door is like cracked a little bit i can't lean over far enough to close it so mm. apologies <laughs> um all right zinger anything else you ready to wrap this up i'm ready to wrap this up. Like, like i said i wish we could talk more about this episode i feel like we have talked for longer than i thought we were going to so at least there's that but i said in the end i just was kind of like a, this was a meh episode for me who knows where we'll be though later because i mean for all i know this could be my favorite episode if it connects in weird ways to other stuff so yep Okay. Um, sure. So, so concludes this episode of the Knights of Vader, a Star Wars podcast. Check out the Facebook group. Type in Knights of Vader in the face. In, eh, type in Knights of Vader at the Facebook, and we will be there waiting for you, or at least Sanger will be. Um, if you like what you hear, please rate, review, subscribe to us on iTunes or whatever podcasting platform you're currently listening to us on. Thank you to Inspiriority Complex for providing our theme song. Check out the show notes to hear more from them. Um, if you also want to hear my thoughts on weird movies, check out the Cinemalities podcast. We well, the day this goes out, I think we will have. Last week was we fans Vember Thanksgiving started. And the first film we talked about was Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. Um, this ep- the, the, I think this upcoming Monday, Rob's doing All Superheroes Must Die, which was a fan's choice by, I think, a uh, dual listener of both Knights of Vader and Cinemates. Um, I don't think I'm involved this much, that much this month on Cinemates, but uh, next month, December, is a Zach month with a capital Z. Yeah. Uh, yes, it's 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 the series is called Dancing December Plus. This gonna be exciting. So many Disney Channel original movies. We're oh, talking about God. the Cheetah Girls, Lemonade Mouth, Stuck in the Suburbs, and a double feature of Teen Beach movie and Teen Beach Two. I'm I, excited for Teen Beach. You said words that I know exist, but Teen Beach, Teen Beach movie, Teen Beach movie two. Ends with it erasing the continuity of the series. It's delightful. Like it goes all X Men Days of Future Past on its continuity, and it's great. I love it so much for that reason. You lost me, still. All right, Zinger. When you're not being confused about Disney Channel original movies, what are you up to? Um. Well, you can find me on Zingness talking about nerdy stuff every week, but this week because um, there's no episode this week. Me and Ellie took a week off for you know. One is the holidays, two it's a wedding weekend thing, and three I just yeah. The Zengus podcast takes Veterans Day very seriously. Yes, we do actually. Yes, we do. That's 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 the actual reason. And our topic <laughs> was a little light this week, so we decided to 
forego it and just take a week off for once and enjoy ourselves and give everyone involved in this a break. Thank you. I have a question, Zinger. Are you good, considering that this upcoming week is new video game console week? Are you trying to get one of the no. new consoles? Well, at the moment, no. Uh, depending on Ellie's mood during the day, possibly for her. Which so, one are you aiming for? Uh, the PlayStation, because, you know, I don't need a kickstand. Have you seen how big that PlayStation 5 is? It's oh like, my it's like God. two I feet tall. Take, I can't wait for it to take up every, like, the, the, the entire, like, bottom of my entertainment center. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. I can't wait. I, I was considering trying to get a PlayStation Five. I'm just like, like nearly like like spending six to seven hundred dollars on a console that's just too big. In like a year from now, they'll have like a, a smaller version. I'm like, yeah, I I can't, I can't. Are you ready for the shocker of this whole thing? If if you listen to last week's episode of Zingness, it was pointed out. So for those for those of you at home that listen to both of these, one, I'm sorry, and two, you already know this, but um. Ellie was thinking about maybe getting the digital version of the five and then getting a second one later because, of course, we'll need two at some point. Why do you need two PlayStation 5s? We can play games with each other. Is that what two controllers is for? No, but then then, then you can't sign into profiles. In some games, you have to have two copies of them and be able to play separately and everything. First this is why we problems. have three PlayStation. First, oh my god! This is first world problems. Yeah, it, it is very much so. But we're thinking about getting the digital one, and then when they like inevitably put out the God of War version, which I am going to like that. I will wait in line for and punch out people to get. So, because yeah, very excited about that. If they do one, but I hope they do because I really want like a God of War version of the system. Mm. Remember what they say. So I folks. hope that answers the question. Yes, remember, folks, couples that game together stay together. Yes, they do. Except for if we're playing certain games, then she'll just yell at me and be like, yeah, you don't know what you're doing. Or I'll be like just dragging her along, killing everything. <laughs> oh, boy. Alrighty, folks. Good night, but not goodbye. And as always, may the force be with you. Bye.